Hey y'all, welcome back to the Nutrition by Lex podcast. I am here with Maddie today and we are going to be talking about some and very important, a very important topic, especially with it being May, which is Mental Health Awareness Month. But before we dive into our topic, I really want Maddie to introduce herself and kind of tell her story a little bit. So Maddie, take it away. Let tell the people who you are. Hi, I'm Maddie. Um, I have an Instagram, MaddieFit. Um, basically, I go to school full-time, I work, um, I go to the gym, I work out, you know, all the fun stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me think. <laughs> um, well, okay, so how I, this is just like little story time, how I got into going to the gym was actually, I was ve- like mental health-wise, very, very low place in my life. And um, I used the gym and, like, working out as, like, an outlet to get, like, out of my head into, like, a better mental health, like, space. Because, like, working out is not only just, like, about the physical stuff. It's a mental, like, thing, too. And so, yeah. And I, um, I didn't drop out of high school. I went to, like, online school. Mm-hmm. So. Like, because I didn't fit in with the kids my age at all. I was, like, so <laughs> just not right. in the same place that they were. I remember you telling um, Virgil and I that, and again, for y'all listening, Maddie is one of our surgeon athletes, of course, like everyone else I've been having on. Um, but when we first met her, she was kind of just like, yeah, like, I just didn't, like, I didn't fit with everyone else my age. I like just didn't have the same interests or anything like that. So she used the gym as her outlet. And I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Um, just like not being in in general and having that sense of not fitting in almost causes the initial stem of mental health and anxiety and depression. Cause once you feel like you don't fit in, therefore your anxiety takes over and tells you that you're not good enough. And like all of this negative thoughts and stuff. Um, so how old were you around like whenever you first started to realize like okay like I just need to like do this for myself and focus on myself um I think I was so I started working out when I was like 16 but I was working out for like a not good reason like Mm -hmm. I used it as like kind of like a way to like not not better myself actually I used it to like look better but then when I was like 17 I was like oh my gosh like I am in such a different place than I was when I first started doing this and like especially just like looking back even today like because now I'm 20 and I'm like oh my gosh like high school was so awful like I can't all those people going through that oh my gosh (sighs) I know. And so I've, I've talked about it before. Um, but like, I hated high school, hated it. And like all of my friends and stuff that were in high school and like people that I've talked to that went to my high school specifically, like they don't understand why I hated it. Like I could not wait to get out of high school. Freshman year, I had a countdown for graduation and (laughs) I was just like, I could not wait to get out of high school. And I don't know if it was just because like, I like, like with you, I felt like I didn't fit into like one particular thing. Like I was on the cheer team and I didn't, I was in specific groups that people would automatically assume like, oh, you just fit into that click. But then again, I still felt like I didn't fit. Um, so I I totally understand what you're saying. And it's like high school is such a hard time. Cause like 
that's like the years of your life that you're kind of starting to learn who you are, like really as a human. Mm-hmm. And then they throw you into college and it's just like a whole different yeah. story. Yeah. Well, plus people put like such a big emphasis, like especially like high school, like that's all you know. And it's just yeah. like these poor kids, like they are really going through it. Like so many kids are so like, they have like depression, anxiety and all that stuff. And like, they don't have those outlets to like talk about it. I was about to say, I feel like there's no, there's no like openness for them to even know that they can talk about it. Yeah. Like they kind of like, especially in high school, cause like you have like a reputation and like you want everyone to be your friend and all that stuff. So it's like people really just don't talk about it yeah. ever. I don't, it's, Crazy. It's a mask. Yeah. yeah, definitely mask. And it's almost like, um, I mean, I've dealt with mental illness and depression and anxiety and stuff for like all my life. And I've like gone through phases in and out and stuff. And like, I know everyone that follows me on Instagram knows that I'm like on this whole like self-improvement journey right now, trying to better myself even more because I felt myself slipping back into where I was. Um, And that just comes with stress and everything too, with finishing my graduate degree and things like that. Um, But I feel like it's a sense of finding yourself truly, but also a sense of accepting that like it's not a bad like it's not a weakness and I feel like so many people are embarrassed about it and things like that because they just feel like it's such a weakness and they don't want to talk about it and they're gonna feel small when it's not at all that is so yeah like whenever like I go to therapy whenever I tell people that they kind of like oh like you talk so like open about it and it's like why wouldn't I like Literally, and I was, I I talked about that in one of my posts the other week, but, like, yeah, I've started going to therapy in the past two months, and, like, I've mentioned it to my friends and stuff, and they're, like, wait, what? You're in therapy? Yeah, it's so weird. Yes, and I'm probably never going to stop, (laughs) like, like, it's it's just good to have that, like, third party to almost just, like, vent to, and then get an unbiased opinion about, because while your family and friends love you dearly, their opinions on whatever situation or topic that you're wanting to discuss or trying to figure out for yourself is going to be biased and it's going to be biased yeah. towards you. Um, they mean well, they mean the best and stuff, but it doesn't always necessarily help you figure out the right results and what you need to do for yourself. So for anyone listening, that's questioning getting a therapist, do it. This is your sign. <laughs> this is your sign. Yeah, exactly. The universe is telling you right now to get a therapist. Literally. Like, and even if you don't think you need one, like, get yeah. one. Because, like, some days, like, some weeks, whenever, like, I have a meeting with my therapist, because we meet weekly, and, yeah, um, and, like, well, one time, Easter week, we, like, skipped a week, because she was, like, off somewhere, and I, literally, by the end of the week, I was, like, oh, man, I'm really missing that session right now, but um, sometimes, yeah. yeah, sometimes um, I, like, I, th- I think to myself, oh, I don't really think I need to meet this week, like, I'm good, but a lot of times whenever I say that, like, those are the sessions that I end up getting the most out of. So it's like, yeah. it's funny the way your the universe works and things, but like definitely having that extra person to talk to and don't be embarrassed about it. Like, oh yeah, honestly, like- act confident and no one will question you. Like I know y'all know I'm a Sarah's Day fan and like, that's her thing. But like, ever since I heard that when I was like 
in high school, like, cause I've watched her for so long. Um, she used to always say, act confident and no one will question you. And so that's always been kind of my thing, especially when I do, um, struggle with my anxiety really bad. So like if I'm going to a new place that I've never been and I'm not sure the way it works, like my anxiety will take over and I'll like get uncomfortable and stuff. But I always tell myself like, no matter how I'm feeling on the outside, as long as you act confident and portray to everyone else around you, no one's going to question you and no one's going to think anything of it. Um, and then like the more you continue to do that, the more of a natural habit it is to just be a confident person in the public eye. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. you might be fighting with other like demons and stuff on your own. You can figure that out, but you still can go along with your daily life and get things done that you need to yeah. do. Yeah, I've definitely learned that like, because I used to have really, really bad anxiety. And then like over the couple of years, like I've been going to therapy since I was like 12. Like I have been in that. Yeah, um, I love that. But like you learned that like, people don't care what you're doing like we put such this big pressure on ourselves like oh my gosh like I have to be perfect to other people and it's like everyone is worrying about themselves like no one is like if you like slip up like no one is going to be like wow like that's all I know you for and like all that stuff and oh my gosh that used to be like my biggest thing I used to worry so much that people were talking about me Um, and I don't know why I was like I don't know why but I feel like a lot of people can relate to this like wrapping it into like the health and fitness world too because like Mm -hmm. whenever people are afraid to go to the gym why are they afraid to go to the gym because they think people are going to judge them for not knowing what they're doing and I used to think that all the time and I was like this person's going to judge me for not knowing how to use this machine or blah blah blah. they don't care they're not watching you um and I heard someone say this one time and it might not be the case for a lot of people but like sometimes the things that you're worried that other people are doing is what you're doing to other people. So like, yeah, it go it goes all the way back around. So I thought to myself whenever I was really trying to like get into the gym a few years back and stuff and like getting confident in the gym, I was like, why am I so worried that someone's just gonna watch me and like pick apart what I'm doing? And I was like, it's because that's what I do to other people. Therefore yeah. I have to stop that. And so like, it, it's almost like a reflection on yourself. So if you think about the things that you're really worried about, it's like, okay, maybe let's, I don't know. It's hard to figure those things out about yourself, but like maybe journal. I'm huge on journaling lately, um, meditating and just like sitting with your thoughts, like figuring out really those things that bother you about yourself that you're portraying on other people. So, so yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I used to journal so much and then like, I kind of like, I'm so lazy about it now, but it's literally getting the thoughts that you have in your head like out there whether it be like talking to someone that's why I love therapy so much because like you literally every thought in your head just out there and all that like negative energy that you keep inside of you is just out so like any source of like getting it out there is just so helpful like you like yeah yeah oh my gosh so journaling has helped me a lot that was a part of my like thing I've been doing for the past two months and I'm like continuing to do it. I've missed the past couple of days because I've been moving all the <laughs> thing. But um I'm I'm what what I like to call a dumper. And so I'm when I struggle with the things that I struggle with, I'm not a person to hold it in because I know that emotionally I'm not capable of holding it in because I'll just explode. Yeah. Some people can hold it in and be completely like completely fine on the outside. 
I'm not one of those people. I wear my emotions on my sleeves. So therefore like I'll call my mom or I'll text my best friend and blow up their phone, just completely dumping on them. Like all of the negative things I have. Um, so I found that journaling has helped me not do that to the people I love the most because that's draining on them too. Um, so in the mornings I really like to journal and just literally dump and I just write anything I'm thinking about anything that I'm worried about or anything like that and but I always end my journaling with gratitude affirmations like yeah so after like I could write I mean I know I've said before like with journaling like you can write two sentences and be done and it still does something but like recently I've been writing like two or three pages and it's just going and going and going but I make sure that at the end I write at least like three lines of gratitude affirmations because most of the time what I'm journaling about is a lot of negativity. Yeah. I want to make sure that I'm getting the negativity out and then also being grateful and focusing on what I actually have at like end up ending on a positive note, I guess. Yeah. That's so true. Um, and that's like one of the main things it's like, it's okay to be negative. Sometimes I feel like people think they have to be so happy, go lucky. And it's like, you don't have to, it's okay. (laughs) We're all human. Like we all know. Exactly. We're not, not everyone is okay all the time. Like that's exactly, that's even like people, like you see like these celebrities and like, they seem to have this like perfect life and like they're happy all the time or all that stuff. And it's like, that's not like, they are probably, they, everyone has their own thing going on. Like everyone has something that is constantly on their mind or like some negative thoughts. Like, and I think people need to realize that. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. And again, like, putting out a putting on a mask and it's mm-hmm. like Instagram is a highlight reel everyone please in TikTok's a highlight reel well TikTok's actually more real than anything else honestly yeah but <laughs> but like Instagram and everything it's such a highlight reel and I feel like people forget that um yeah. and that's why like on my page and I know you're on your page too you do like the mental health check-ins and things like that um I try to be as real and transparent as possible and it's like yeah. I don't want to just put up like this big mask whenever like I am going through things and it's like I want to be able to show people that look it's okay we all deal with it (laughs) yeah and it's so important to like talk about it too and like back to like talking about like therapy and stuff like a Mm -hmm. bunch of people are like I've had people reach out and be like I really wanted to go to therapy for years and like I just don't know what to do and it's like take like the initiative like take this step and just find that help that you need like it's so important like this is like the only life that we have and like people like it's like a roller coaster I know everyone uses that as like life but it truly is like Mm -hmm. so up and down all the time but getting that help that you need is just like so worth it yeah I I totally agree and I was all I was very hesitant about getting a therapist at first like whenever I first started I was like okay I don't know if it's going to be right for me or whatever. And it's totally okay to like shop around, I guess you can call it. Like, yeah. like don't stick with someone because you feel like, oh, okay, I hired them. So I just have to stick with them. Like, if you feel like you are, you guys aren't clicking, then find someone yeah. else. It's totally fine. And if you feel like, after, like if you have, if you've had the same therapist for like, I don't know, a year or so, and then like something changes and like, you guys just aren't clicking anymore, get a new one. You're not going to have yeah, I literally, I got, like, put into therapy. My mom actually signed me up because, like, I, I've been going since I was, like, 12. So, like, when I was 12, I had a therapist, and then I didn't like her, and then I stopped going for a couple years, or, like, 
a year. Mm -hmm. And then when I was 16, um, my mom just found this therapist and she's like, hey, I've made you an appointment. Like, you're going. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, okay. And now I've been there for four years. Like, I see her once a week or twice. And so it's like... I think that's awesome that your your mom took initiative and saw it at a young age and was like, this is going to benefit you in the long run. So we're doing this. Yeah. Because I feel like mental almost are in denial about it. Yeah. But like mental health like runs and like we have a lot of serious things in this family. And like, I think my mom like saw like a sign of like, oh, like depression. Like, okay, like this is it. Like we're taking you like you are not going to do. That's what she's trying for. Yeah, I don't want you to, like, she's like, I didn't have this, like, kind of outlets, like, I want you to have it, which is, like, I am so, like, beyond thankful for that, like, yeah, but yeah. And I think that's so relatable, too, to, like, people listening, like, I'm sure, like, everyone knows it runs in families and stuff, and so, therefore, whenever people do see signs, especially at a young age, like, really young ages, a lot of parents can, can be in denial about it, and therefore, they just play it off until it's to a point where, like, the child's actually struggling and I don't know if it's because I mean I'm not a parent so I can't like really relate so if you're listening and you're you're like yeah you don't know because you're not a parent I totally totally understand that um but it's like I feel like a lot of people want their kid to be air quote perfect and Mm -hmm. if they're going to therapy they're not air quote perfect um and that's where I've done episodes on perfectionism and stuff before so if you haven't listened to those go check those out but almost having this sense of like needing to be perfect in this putting yourself on a pedestal to the world it holds us back in so many ways it's literally like the wall for us Mm -hmm. yeah see I work with little kids and it's really interesting because you can like see like these little signs like I had this little girl tell me that she hated herself yesterday and I was like oh my gosh and like like, I told my boss, my boss was like, oh, she's probably just saying that, and it's like, no, like, no little kid that goes, like, out of their way to say something like that, and it's like, these little things that you see, and you're like, oh my gosh, like, and you just want to protect them, like, you know, yeah, even at a young age, like, I can't imagine, like, well, I mean, I used to be, like, very, very depressed at a very young age, but, like, I don't want those kids to go through that, like, anything that I can do to help them, like, Exactly. Exactly. And it's just like the way your boss was like, oh, like she just said that and stuff. It's like people brush things off that are so minuscule like that, like that one comment that you heard her make, but it could have such a bigger backstory behind it. And people just aren't willing or even like not even not willing, but like not educated or knowledgeable about it enough to know to look deeper and farther into it exactly before it's too late like people wait too long and then like they're like oh my gosh like I had no clue and it's like no like you ignored all of these signs about it and then you're like oh it's just it's crazy it's insane and I feel like in the past couple of years mental health has become way more um in the public eye about things which is amazing Mm -hmm. um and especially with this like mental health month of may um which is i'm I'm so glad we were getting to do this episode on this Mm -hmm. because i feel like the more people talk about it the more people realize it's normal Um, yeah because that's a big thing that like people just don't want to talk about it it's like you're you're an alien and you don't exist if you have mental health like and people act like it's not real because you can't see it it's not like you're in a wheelchair it's not like you like you know it's not like so 
people, just because people can't see it, people think it doesn't exist. And especially if you don't yeah. struggle with it. So like if you have friends and stuff that don't have any mental health illnesses and don't struggle with anxiety or depression or anything along those lines or eating disorders, anything like that, like they're not they're not typically going to understand. Yeah. Um, and that's not their fault. Like yeah. I know people get mad and resent people because they don't understand them and stuff, but like, that's not your fault or their fault. And that's where you almost need to either ask for someone to help you or take initiative of yourself to, again, like we said, get a therapist and talk mm -hmm. to someone that is a professional in, in the area. Yeah. That's, and like the friends that like don't know what to do with like a friend or like a family member that has a mental health issue. Like, I think it's just so important to like listen to what they have to say. I know that like for like some of my friends, they don't know, like they don't have those kind of like thoughts that I have and all that stuff. And it's like just being there and like listening to them is probably the best thing yes. that you can do. Oh my gosh. Yes. So I like from personal experience and like me venting to my friends and talking to my friends and stuff, like literally the best thing that works for me at least. And I don't know if you can relate to this is like, whenever I'm talking about something that like I'm struggling with, I don't really want opinions. I don't want answers. I don't want someone to try and fix it. I just want someone <laughs> to fix me. And that, I feel like that's like one of the biggest things that I get frustrated with um, is like my frustration comes out when someone tries to fix it. And I'm like, you can't just snap your fingers and fix it for me. Like, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah. When people like, will be like, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. Or, oh, like my least favorite thing is when someone says, well, someone has it worse than you. Because that literally invalidates like everyone's feelings. Like you are allowed, like, obviously that is so true. Like someone is always going to have it way worse than you. But yeah, like, it's not you. Yeah, to say that in a moment where someone is, like, expressing their feelings to you, I feel like that's anyone listening who's trying to talk to their friend, don't use yeah. that one. Like, it will not go over well. But, like, I feel like everyone needs to be heard and everyone needs to, like, vent about it. And, like, if someone just is like, oh, well, someone has it way worse than you, like, then you, that's when people bottle it in because they're like, oh, my right. gosh, like, if I talk about it, someone's going to be like, oh, well, your feelings are invalid. Yeah, exactly. And I think whenever people say those kinds of things, they're trying to just snap you out of it. I know that like they're coming from like the goodness of their heart. Um, yeah. Like when people are like, oh, we'll just go on a walk um, or, or like, oh, just forget about it and go do something else to make yourself busy. And it's like, they're trying to fix it and they're trying to give you an idea and they're trying to help. I get it but yeah. it's almost easier for them to just be like i hear you and like if you need a shoulder to cry on i'm here like yeah exactly. you know just accepting it and and being there for them versus like giving them options to fix it yeah like that kind of like fixer mentality like oh i can fix you like don't even worry and like, that's just a human nature of wanting yeah. to fix what's broken right exactly. and and not saying you're broken just like saying that like in a sense they want to fix what's <laughs> wrong in the moment um, and I just feel like a lot of people that don't struggle with mental health don't really understand that. Um, so if you're listening and you don't struggle with mental health, but you know, a friend or family member that does, here's some advice. <laughs> we got you. Don't even worry. Got you. Also, <laughs> like, if you have a friend that you notice those small signs, like mm -hmm. not necessarily, because a lot of people don't want to talk about it. Like I said, at the very beginning, I'm one that can talk about it all day long because it makes me feel better. Um, yeah. but someone else might not want to talk about it at all 
because they might feel shameful about it. They might feel like they have no one to talk to about it. So if you do notice signs in your friends or family members or something, not publicly or anything, maybe just shoot them a text one day and say, hey, I've noticed things have been a little off. If you ever want to talk, like I'm here to listen or something along those lines. Don't force them, just open the door. Yeah. I think as, cause like I, for me, I've always been very open about how I feel about a lot of things. And, um, I've noticed that people that I've talked to when I've pushed people to be like, Oh, like, tell me what's wrong. Tell me what's wrong. And you just take a step back. And I'm like, why did I do that? Like, they obviously don't want, they don't feel comfortable talking about it. And here I am literally like, Oh, like, please let me help you. Please let me help you. But yeah, they obviously just don't. And you can't force people to tell you how they feel. No, I've definitely done that before too. And that's like, again, because you and I are so open about it and we we are willing to talk to people about it that like, we don't necessarily understand when people want to hold it in. (laughs) So yeah. And because like, whenever I hold it in, it makes me want to explode. So so I'm like, I know you have to be feeling so tense and stuff right now. Like just talk about it and you can almost end up pushing them away more by that. So just open the door and let it, let it come naturally. I guess. Because yeah. when they're ready and if they really do want to talk about it and you've told them that you're there, they will come to you. Exactly. And so just give them time and stuff because it's huge to understand that everyone's timeline is different and everyone struggles with different things for different reasons. So mm-hmm. just try to be as open-minded as possible when it comes to helping a friend. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Just being open-minded and like accepting of like how bad it is or how like if it doesn't seem that bad in like your opinion yeah like they're obviously going through it and like right. they and want to talk about it right and they're only telling you what they want to tell you so they might yeah. be telling you the surface level things but there might be a whole lot of other deeper stuff that they're struggling with so you have to keep that in mind as well so if you invalidate the surface level thing then they're never going to want to tell you about the deep stuff exactly yeah oh, that's so true My yeah gosh. yeah but yeah so whenever you like first got into like the gym and stuff because like you're crazy into fitness and you have this amazing home workout setup (laughs) uh you so that was like your outlet that's where you went and so I'm sure a ton of people can relate like (laughs) because when I was in high school I it's funny because I was talking about this actually last night you go like in high school it's like oh partying and smoking and like all that stuff and I I never did any of that stuff like I literally I'm never and everyone's so blown away by that and I didn't go to like prom and I didn't do all this stuff but it's like because I focused my attention on bettering myself physically and mentally rather than trying to live up to these like high school standards that everyone seems to have but working out especially at such a young age like at 16 I was like oh my gosh and then it's so life-changing because you're not only bettering yourself physically but like mentally yeah like hello all that stuff and you're just like oh my gosh like I'm so much stronger yeah and you're creating such healthy lifestyle habits at such a young age that you'll stick with because I remember when I was 16 I would like so I had a close girlfriend in high school that would like go to the gym with me after we got out of school and yeah. like we would go to the gym and like walk on the treadmill and then leave. Like we wouldn't actually, you know, we would just go to the gym to say we were going to the gym. Um, yeah. Sound cool or whatever. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's like you took initiative and like 
really focus on yourself at such a young age, which is amazing because most people don't do that until they've hit rock bottom later in life. And then they have a family to worry about kids to raise a job to hold on to, and they just don't know how to juggle it all. And that's when everything comes crashing down, Um, which if you're in that part now too, that's totally fine. Obviously like that's your, that's your journey. But the fact that you took an initiative at such a young age is amazing. I know I have a lot of young listeners, so I'm sure you're like a huge inspiration to them. So I like didn't have friends like in high school. Like that was what pushed me to do it too, was like, I didn't have that social aspect and I didn't like it. I had really bad anxiety and I was not about high school at all, but like just putting that energy into working out was just probably the best decision I've ever made. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah that, that's amazing. And cause I mean, I always know too, specifically for me, whenever I was in undergrad, um, I was, I did my, I was like huge into yoga then. Um, I need to get back into it y'all like that. I, it helps me a lot. Um, but I, I got my yoga teacher training and stuff. And my mom would tell me if I, like, she could tell I was anxious or she could tell I was like, just kind of down in the dumps and stuff. Um, especially in undergrad, that's when I was struggling with my eating disorder really bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, she would always tell me like, okay, go take a yoga class, go to the gym, something. And so I'd listen to her. I'd go do some sort of physical activity. A lot of times it was yoga because if I was feeling sad and stuff, yoga was gentle on my body. And it was, it was like more, and I could meditate during it. And I could just very like clear my thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I will, I would always come out of it feeling so much lighter and like feeling so much better. So, and now like the past couple of months, I haven't been in the gym as much. Um, I mean, I've been doing F45 for the past weeks. I'm home now, but, um, I was going on a lot of walks the past couple of months. So it's like just outside. Do what? Walks are really like good. They're so underrated. (laughs) So so underrated. Because when you get outside in the sunshine, which makes you feel better, fresh air, and then just moving your body some. So I would go walk for like an hour a day and it would just make me feel so much better. They're really underrated. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, walking is really underrated, y'all. So if you like hate cardio and you hate running, go for a walk. Like you'll be good. Just go for a walk. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, I kind of want to go into, I mean, we've talked about a lot of tips and things like that. I actually shared something on my Instagram story that I'll pull up while we're talking about it and give you guys some things. Um, what was it? It was on the Real Depression Project Instagram page. One of my girlfriends, Kendall, another athlete, um, she shared it on her story and I saw it. So I went to go follow them and like post it. But it says 50 things to do for your mental health this month because May is Mental Health Awareness Month and stuff. Um, So I'll just kind of read through a few of these and we can like touch on a few of them and stuff. Um, I see do a yoga classes on here that we just touched on. So there you go. (laughs) Um, But take a break is number one. So I think this is a big one. Like this is huge. Oh, but yeah, you, I feel like I, personally for me, I get into like, I constantly like, we'll be doing stuff and all that stuff. And then when I take a break, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing? Like, so a lot of people, I heard a saying, it was probably on TikTok because I'm on motivation TikTok right now. And I just got, so it's like literally all just like motivational quotes as I'm scrolling through. Um, and so literally it was like, um, are you really being productive or are you just making yourself 
busy to distract yourself or something along those lines. And that's huge because I noticed that whenever I do a lot of things, like I have free time that I could definitely like lay down on the couch and watch Netflix or something like that or call a friend. And I've noticed that like, I fill it with all of these busy tasks that like, I don't really need to do. (laughs) And it's like, I just to stay busy to distract myself from whatever I'm thinking about. Right. Mm -hmm. And so taking a break, like, it's good to feel your feelings. So by taking a break, it'll allow yourself to feel your feelings, but don't sit in it for too long. Give yourself like 10 minutes, cry if you need to, journal, whatever, but like give yourself a break and yeah, I feel like that could really, really help. Cry it out. Biggest oh freaking love it. So I'm a huge cry baby. I cry probably like at least three times a week. Uh, same. No, same. I love it so much. And I'll cry for no reason too. Like I'll literally just be like sitting here and then I'll cry and I'm like, oh, yep. okay. No, <laughs> I do that too. I literally do that and like it drives my parents nuts and especially now that I'm home because like I'm just like, but my family are all criers. Like literally at my graduation, y'all, it's hilarious. Like there was, like I think every single member of my family cried a good five or six times over the weekend. And, but that's how we are. Like everyone's just very emotional people. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm the same way. And I always feel better after, so. Yeah. it works (laughs) exactly um the second one is stop shaming yourself for your struggles it's okay to not be okay like we were talking about so again with um like I, I think I can go into this with like affirmations almost so it's like especially I am applicate like affirmations oh, yeah. so like, I am who I am and I accept that or and like things along those lines like acceptance ones because I mean obviously that I am beautiful I am strong I'm smart yeah. those are all beneficial as well but if you don't quite yet believe those things about yourself accept accept it first and then move into it I feel like a lot of people will be use those like I see those a lot like oh I'm beautiful and oh I'm this and it's like deep down like they do not believe that saying it yeah yeah and it's like which eventually there it has been something said to like if you just say it enough you'll start to believe it um if you accept compliments and stuff but at first I feel like you need to accept the fact that like you're not okay and that's okay and you'll get past it yeah that's so true um and then number three is write down five things you're grateful for so like I said back to the whole journaling thing definitely incorporate this into your journaling. Um, I've seen something, it was like in the secret book, um, by like that master's, I forget his name, whoever wrote it. Um, but it was talking about being gratitude, showing gratitude in the morning when you wake up and then Mm -hmm. showing gratitude for that specific day the night before you go to bed. So like in the morning, just like general gratitude things, like one thankful for having, seeing another day, like, you know, and then, um, like at night, three things that you're grat- you're grateful for that happened that day. So maybe you got coffee with a friend or you went on a walk or things along those lines, like writing that down and actually recognizing them. Yeah, it's, we take like the little things for granted. And I feel like that's something that like, you need to like think about that is because like, okay, you're having a very bad day, but when you sit and think like, okay, like here I am, like I'm still alive, like, oh, like, or this person smiled at me and just like acknowledging the small things like will make you like kind of not forget about the negatives but like you kind really of just like, them a little bit though yeah 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 focusing on small things is so important yeah 
for sure definitely and they're so easy to like just brush over so easy yeah um, yeah and number four is tell a, love, a loved one how much they mean to you so I this is like one for me specifically that like I'll like text my friends randomly all the time and just tell them <laughs> who I am for them and I know it might seem cheesy and stuff but like I know it makes them feel good like one of my good friends too Emma another surgeon athlete she texted me a picture of a like a rose bush the other day randomly oh. it was like cheesy friend moment but these made me think of you and like something along those lines and I know how good that made me feel so yeah. I was like okay like so it makes me feel good whenever I do that to like other people too so <laughs> and that's for like people who don't even struggle with this like maybe if you're thinking about a friend like randomly if you just think about them text them and say hey I'm thinking about you like exactly you know you might be thinking about them for a reason you know you know god works in funny ways and you might be thinking about them for a reason that might be a sign to reach out to them everything happens for a reason yeah exactly um and then the last one i'll go over here is just um number five what we talked about actually i'll just like kind of read through the next three because we kind of talked about a lot of them so um talk about your feelings obviously get a therapist you know read a self-help book Ooh. This is really good because reading a book too can get you out of your own thoughts because you have to focus on reading the book, right? Like yeah. you can't do anything else and read a book at the same time unless you're like laying on the beach or something like that. You can't scroll through Instagram or anything like that. Like you truly just have to relax and read the book. So, that's so yeah, that's what I've been doing too because it just like helps me decompress from like my yeah. thoughts, you know? Um, eating a nutritious meal, obviously, hello, we're health nuts. So there you go. Um, accepting your flaws. Like we talked about yoga class and then ask for help if you need it. Those are the top 10. Um, there's 50 on there. If you guys haven't seen it, it's on my Instagram story. I'll probably share it multiple times throughout this month. Um, but yeah, like there's just so many things that you can do that you don't really think about. Mm -hmm. Um, and for anyone listening and stuff too, if you guys need advice on like, what can I do? I, if, you know, like ask us, it's fine. Yeah. Shoot us the DM and stuff. Um, another thing I kind of want to touch on very shortly is like locations and certain people can mm-hmm. like trigger certain thoughts. Um, like for me, I know every time I was in Auburn, cause y'all know, like I love being home and like, I was ready to be back in North Carolina and stuff. So like every time I went back to Auburn, like my apartment, like I would just automatically feel low every time I walked into my apartment and so like I took any chance I could to like try and get outside of my apartment but just being there I was like okay this location really triggers me for some reason um and becoming aware of that you know like yeah acknowledging like what sets you off and like the places that you need like to avoid if mm -hmm. you can so important and that can be anything that can be like any location any person any smell like any of the senses or anything like try to notice that. And the best way to notice that honestly, um, is to journal about it. So if you are feeling anxious in the moment, even like not even writing down in your like book, open a notes on your phone and put like at here, see this, hear this. And I feel this. And then maybe you'll start to catch on to the patterns of it. That's so true. Yeah. yeah. I definitely know like certain, like I've had very awful encounters with certain people. So I know to avoid them at all costs, but like, I used to have a friend and even just like thinking about her like made me go back to like this really like dark place and it's like oh geez like I can't be around you like I'm sorry no and that and that's totally okay to like 
learn that. And like, if you hurt someone's feelings because you're having to separate yourself for your own mental health, that's totally okay. Oh yeah. You, you're with you. Like that's, this, it's like the only relationship that's forever. Exactly. Is with you. I, yeah. yeah. Um, there, it's like this thing that says, uh, like you are the only person that you have to spend the rest of your life with. And yeah like you have to spend every single day for the rest of your life with yourself. So you better get used to yourself and learn to love yourself. Exactly. And like, you're not going anywhere. Yeah. And like in high school that I learned that in high school because, because, um, it was like, who is outside? It's my sister. Um, I learned that like early on is like these relationships that like, with people like we're just not it and they were so toxic and so fake and it's like real and that's why I couldn't do the social thing of high school like I yeah. could not stand those people and yeah. learning that early on and like learning like okay I'm bettering myself by not having these relationships with these people was like so important because we have this like mentality that you want to be everyone's friend and you want everyone to like you but that's like not yeah. the case that's a good point that you said you want everyone to like you like it's yeah. if everyone doesn't like you and I used to be I'm such a people pleaser and I used to want everyone to like me and I finally accepted that like I'm not gonna be everyone's cup of tea and that is okay and and if they don't like me that's not a me problem that's a they problem so yeah it's like I've kind of learned to accept that so therefore like I and especially the past couple of years like I'm just kind of like more nonchalant with what I do I don't really hold back from things that I want to do anymore and then I'm like if someone has a problem with it that's on them like it's it's not on me and I guess that's just the way I think about things now and it's hard to get there because you want you want friends and you want people to like you and stuff it's like and you'll find those people like Mm -hmm. those people will come into your life and it's just like you gotta take it day by day because everyone's journey is different and you're you're just not gonna click with everyone and it's not meant to be like that so but like don't hold on to those like toxic relationships that you know are so bad for you like yeah life is way too short to have those people around you right and I've had to really realize that recently and it's like you have to think about are you really gonna miss that person or or that relationship that you had with that friend or boyfriend or whatever, or are you really, are you missing the memories and the mm-hmm. experiences that you had with them? Cause you can do that with other people. And, exactly. And it's so hard to understand. That's so true. It's, it's yeah. you gotta, that takes time and it takes effort and focusing on yourself to get to that point. But I mean, everyone's yeah. capable of it. So that's so true. But yeah, like making yourself a priority. So important. Yeah yeah put yourself first and if that means you have to let other people down that's okay yeah like you can't like grow off of like you can't grow as a person if you have these bad people holding you down or these negative like things around you like you just can't you can't it's gonna hold you back and if you're seeing those signs of like the toxic friendships and stuff like that like really think about it and like obviously don't just like cut them off and stuff maybe have a conversation about it and then if nothing changes then you know like okay this is my sign I need to kind of shift shift directions right um especially if you are yeah exactly yeah and especially if you are struggling with like mental health and they're not helping that at all like oh yeah that's a big sign 
that's huge like yeah I used to have like this same friend but um she used to like go out of her way to make sure that I was upset and it was like oh okay like and you realize this and like everyone around you realizes it and they're like Maddie like get out of there like don't be friends with her and it was like it took me a couple years and I was like oh okay yeah but like no hard feelings like you can end those toxic relationships in a good way so then it's not like oh my gosh like that person hates me now right because me and this said girl like she still like follows me on Instagram like we don't have any like bad blood but we're just not just not close anymore yeah yeah we just don't benefit each other and she doesn't she didn't benefit my mental health and I probably didn't benefit hers so and that's okay and and I feel like whenever like friendships and relationships and stuff like that come to a close it's just like you're so comfortable in that space that's why it's so hard to let go for some people and I mean for me that's how I am like I literally like I'll try anything to fix whatever's not working and and so then everything just comes crumbling down. Um, but it's just accepting the fact that like life goes on and new people will come into your life and yeah, you'll be, you'll, you'll be perfectly fine. Like sponsor break. And as you guys could have guessed my new activewear line, Surgeon Activewear is the sponsor for the podcast this season. Of course, right. I could not bypass this opportunity to let my own activewear sponsor my own podcast. So if you guys aren't aware yet, we are a new activewear company called Surgent. Follow us on Instagram at Surgentwear, or you can find us online at www.surgent.com. We are a brand new activewear line, and when I say our products are the best, you guys know I've worn activewear so much, so many different brands, and I, I mean, obviously I'm biased, but I am obsessed with our stuff. It is buttery, silky, like literally gold, and it's like another layer of skin on top of your body, and we have so many new colors and designs coming out in the new year, well, this year and years to come, obviously. But the big thing about Surgent is that we are partners with Rise Against Hunger. So if you haven't heard of Rise Against Hunger, they are a nonprofit organization that feed families in need and people in need all around the world. So in 2019 alone, they affected over 17 million families in 34 different countries. And we have partnered with them so that every product we sell equals a meal going to a family in need. And that's not just an order, you guys. That's every single product within that order. Literally by the click of a button, and you supporting us making an impact on the world. So shop Surgent, www.surgent.com. Obviously, I would love to support you guys and, and I would just love to have all of the Nutrition by Lex community and everyone that listens to this podcast a part of the Surgent fam. So definitely check us out. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad we got to talk about this topic and go over some things. And everyone for the whole month of May and stuff, I'm probably going to stay on the whole trend of mental health stuff. Uh, just cause like I've been kind of on it for the past couple months. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll just continue through mental health, of the game. you know, exactly. Yeah. Um, so if you need any help or anything, reach out to us. Um, oh, I'll yes. put some resources and stuff in the description below, but Maddie, I always ask all of my guests three fun questions at the end of every episode. Mm-hmm. So these are super easy and stuff. Um, but the first one being, what's your favorite food? Oh, uh, I like poke bowls. Oh God, those are good. Yes, they're so good for no reason. Oh my gosh, <laughs> they're so good. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that was like one of my things when I was in Columbia, we had like Poke Bros, like the place and it was like right down the street from my house. And so that was like a go-to place for me. It's so good. They're so good. Yeah. Um, second one, what's your favorite form of exercise? Ooh, like lifting weights or like whatever, like whatever, like if you were to have to get up and like do the same thing for like the rest of your life, like what would you pick? Go lift weights. Yeah. I, cardio, not really my thing. Or walks. I, ever since we like talked about walks and I feel like I. Walks. Yeah. Yeah. Walks or like lifting. Yeah. yeah. For sure. What's your favorite muscle group? I really like working out back right now. Okay. Yeah. Which is funny because. I've had a lot of like guys be like oh only girls like doing legs and it's like no I kind of am on this like upper body kick right now I'm kind of a shoulders girl so yeah I just like the way shoulders look when you're working out (laughs) like the pump is real (laughs) oh yeah oh my gosh yeah I love it all right last question is what keeps you motivated to do what you do every day and like keep up your Instagram and to pretty much motivate everyone um I feel like what motivates me is every single day we have like a chance to like change the way that we do something and so like just waking up and being like okay like today I can do something a little bit different that maybe will either like benefit me or benefit someone I know and like also just like obviously like my family is so like motivational and like all that stuff but yeah Awesome. Yeah. I mean, especially with like this conversation we just had that everyone's going to listen to, like, it's, I, I love hearing everyone's why, but it's also so interesting to see that like, since we are all kind of like in the same network and like field, everyone's why always relates back to like, if I can just like touch one person, like that's all, all it, it's all it really matters. Right. Exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on this podcast and doing this conversation with me because it's not an easy conversation to have, but it's one that needs to be had. So yeah. Okay. Also tell everyone um, where they can find you on Instagram. Um, My Instagram is MaddieFit, M-M-A-D-I-F-I-T. I I think I spelled it right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. (laughs) I was trying to think too. Yeah. Pull it out of my head. Yeah, I'll link it in the description below too. You can just click on it and go straight to it. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on today and doing this episode with me. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. And then for everyone listening again, I'll say it one more time. If you guys want to reach out and ask us for advice or even just like help finding resources, let us know. I'm sure we're both willing to. Always open. Exactly, exactly. And thank you guys for listening. I'll talk to you all again next Wednesday. Bye.